Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 99 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Verbanis, and almost always, <laughs> usually, 99% of the time, I have the best gosh darn co-host here, and that would be Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. Say, say, 2022 party over. Oops, out of time. <laughs> so tonight I'm going to party like it's episode 99. <laughs> oh, you kept on drinking right after your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, wow. you know, it's a party. It's a party. I mean, come on, that's that's like the perfect song to tie that, in with this. That, that was awesome. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. I wow. mean, it's either that or ninety nine red balloons. I knew right? you were going there. Luft balloons. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Luft yes. episodes. Yes. What 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 did you want me to do? Do you think I was going to be like a uh, little Nina action? Yeah, a little Nina action. I could I close my eyes and just imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the balloons. Yeah. 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 I th- I thought like I thought I could pull off Prince a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's good. That's good. All right. Wow. Well, it is episode ninety nine. So, Bob, this is the last episode of Double Digits. After yeah. this, yeah. we go to Triple Digits. You know what yeah. they say about Triple Digits? <laughs> I don't know what they say. Once you go Triple Digits, you can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense mathematically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. You know what? The other thing about 1999, Bob, you know, uh, is, do you know what came out in 1999? Um, no, I don't. Well, Bob, I'm just going to let you know that volume three of Captain America was uh, taking place in 1999. And the very first issue in volume three by Dan Jurgens came out and hit the stands in late 1999. He, he uh, His first issue was Captain America volume three, number 25. So he replaced... Five, okay. Yeah, he replaced uh, Mark Wade, who was uh, the writer um, for the first 23 issues. And then Dan Jurgens came in with issue 25, finishing volume three with issue 50. So 1999 was uh, also for uh, a time period where, which was very special for Cap fans with Dan Jurgens joining uh, the Cap creator legendary crew. Yeah, a big transition point. It really was. So, some might call it an inflection point. Which is a phrase that I've picked up using. I use it all the time now. You know, for breakfast. You know. Yeah. Uh, if people can't see right now, but I have a blank stare. <laughs> but what are you inflecting at breakfast, Bob? Uh, Cheerios? Like, I mean, like, you know what? I From now on, I, I am not having any soy milk in my granola. This is an inflection point for me. Ah. You know, I just randomly throw it out. It just seems like a cool, a cool phrase. It does not seem like a cool phrase, Bob. Oh, 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 we're taking a poll. All right, folks, that's a poll. Call in if you like to use inflection point. Okay, yeah, I can see this. I can see this on the Facebook group tomorrow. Counting on you, Joshua. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, so speaking of Dan Juergens, we are covering a Dan Juergens issue today. We are covering uh, volume three, 
Captain America issue 44. And it is a special one. I, I, I wouldn't say it's a one shot, but because the title of this story is called Conclusions, right? So it kind of picks up some pieces from the end of a story arc that he did. But Bob, uh, another cool thing, like, you know, I, I'm a little biting at the the bit here to 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 announce this. Normally we wait till the end of the episode, but Bob, I'm yeah. going to do it now. Okay, do Should it. I do it now? Yeah. Okay. Now, if if you're a patron of the show, this is old news, right? Because patrons get to find out who our guests are going to be well in advance. In fact, they even have the opportunity to uh, ask a question that we can uh, do for our guests. So this is old news for them. But for the rest of you, we're very excited to announce next episode, episode 100, we will have Dan Jurgens on the show. That's pretty awesome stuff right there, Rick. Yeah. I mean, Dan uh, came on as the writer with issue 25, and he was the writer through the end of the volume, so 25 through 50. But then he also uh, took over the art duties with issue 33. Uh, so he was a uh, writer artist uh, also for, for many of those, those stories. And um, that's no mean feat. Like, I mean, you know, you're, you, you have encyclopedic knowledge here of, uh, of Captain America and the writers and, and uh, pencilers. So how many both wrote and penciled? I couldn't Do you have any idea. Number I mean, not many, a lot, right? But I mean, I could name a few. You could name a few. I mean, sure. Jack Kirby obviously Absolutely. comes to yeah. mind, right? right? I mean, yeah. In his second stint, uh, he came on as the writer and artist. Um, but there hasn't been, I don't think, a ton, right? Right. I, I think, you know, when we go back, um, you know, the guests we've had on the show—they've either been a writer or an artist, mm-hmm. right, or an editor, but. Um, I, we don't, I don't think we've had a, a dual writer artist on the show. Yeah. I, I, right. And I, I mean, I, it's going to be great. I'm curious to ask him myself, you know, is it easier to write when someone else is penciling or, you know, if you've got that skill set, right. Uh, to write what you see in your head and then put that on the paper. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yourself. Yep. Because so, it's what, it's your vision, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions for Dan. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to to talking to him next episode. So make sure you come back for episode 100. And maybe we'll have a few other surprises for the show as well. All right. I think I'm going to pop in for that one. I hope you do. <laughs> oh, so Bob, we got um, uh, a new review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I will share it with you. But before I do that, I have to laugh. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I think... I think most people who listen to this show, uh, most people in the Facebook group, you know, that we're all on the same team, right? We're yeah. we're all friends, right? We all yeah. we all yeah. get along, right? Um, yeah. But apparently, <laughs> apparently, we really piss somebody off. What? Us? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's hard to it's hard to believe. <laughs> I could I I don't know what to tell you, but yeah. um, so I knew, I knew I knew it was your haughtiness. Uh, was I, I being haughty? <laughs> was I being haughty, Bob? No. Um, so, so I go into to look at the the Apple Podcast and uh, look at the stars, right? And up until a few days ago, we had uh, fifty five ratings and fifty five five star ratings. 
like okay. perfect score, 55 yeah. five-star ratings. And, and listen, we thank everybody out there. Now, uh-huh. only 30 actually left a comment. So that meant there are 25 people out there just like, you know what? I'm just going to leave a five-star review and just yeah. do that, which was great. Thank you very much for doing it. like, I'm going to do a review. Oh, you know what? I got to have lunch. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I got to eat. I'm just going to yeah, do exactly. the stars thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now I look and instead of a five out of five stars, we have a 4.9. <laughs> what? <laughs> so somebody, <laughs> we have 55 five-star reviews and one one-star review oh man i bet it's that i bet it's that kid who tracked me down from rape my professor <laughs> <laughs> i have one kid who gave me like a one-star review oh really dude yeah oh so here you go i was going to my <laughs> own my own thing I, I was thinking it was pretty much me like maybe i kicked somebody out of the facebook group because they didn't follow the rules and gave them so many warnings and they were like you know finally had to kick them out and i just figured they were like I'm going to get back to that guy. Oh, I'm going to show him. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I thought that was funny. No comment though? No, no, no. That's it? That's, yeah. just, well, that's like, even like, that's saltier right there, right? To just, I know, and I know that they're going to be wondering why. <laughs> I know. Listen, if you gave us a one-star review... <laughs> Please go in and give us a comment. Uh, I'm living in your mind, rent free, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear this. I want to know if it was Bob's uh, angry student or uh, your my, haughtiness or my yeah, my haughtiness. <laughs> uh, no, no, watch. We're going to get a slew of one star reviews now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. Well, there but goes anyway. my raise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Bob, I'm going to give you a 20% raise of nothing. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, oh, I know, right? Um, all right Public so this, service, Rick. It's not for everyone. I know. I know. Yeah. This is a labor of love. We yeah. do it because we love uh, the character of Steve Rogers so much. We want to share it with everybody else out there. And, and listen, there's a lot of you out there that agree that this is fun. So here's one of them, okay? So Brian McNeil. Uh, gave this five-star review and the title to it is fantastic all caps exclamation point and he says being a prior military man i've had a passing interest in cap for quite some time now and the interest grew with the mcu movies i never really got into the comics much other than the issues from civil war and the occasional comic here and there But listening to this podcast has changed that. I found the show about two months ago, and I'm currently on episode 61. (laughs) Whoa, Uh, that is some binging right there. Wow. Yeah. You guys are great to listen to, and the wealth of cap knowledge you share has turned me into a full-fledged cap fan. So much so that the current sentinel liberty is on my pull list and i bought a collection of the entire brubaker run from a local comic shop plus a few random key issues i've seen at the shop where i keep my pull list thank you both for helping me realize how much i enjoy this great character man that is awesome huh i know i know welcome to the tribe yes brian welcome we uh we I, I would give you a hug right now if I could. Uh-huh. Yeah, we we are so happy that our show 
has helped turn you from a casual Cap MCU fan to a tried and true Cap comic book fan. That made my day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Me too. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Bob, shall we get to this, um, this, uh, this issue? I thought you'd never ask. Indeed. All right. So uh, we are covering issue 44 of volume three. It has, Bob, a cover date of August 2001. So basically 21 years ago, right? The disc comic came out. Quite frankly, I don't know if 21 seems long, too long ago or not long enough when I think of this comic. Because this comic, with all the volumes that have come since then, it almost feels like it's older than 21 years ago. It sure does. You know, it surprised me when you said, you know, 21 years, because that, that seems almost next to nothing when you think about how much, how much has gone under the bridge since then. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Yeah, we've, I mean... I mean, we've had six other volumes right. since then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and another cool thing about this, Bob, a little trivia here. This is the last issue of Captain America that has the Comics Code Authority on it. That's right. That's right. It is. Um, so there's a keeper for you. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing about this comic is I'll, I'll describe the cover, right, which is by Dan Jurgens. And if I, when I describe it, those who can't see the image of it might go, oh yeah, I, I remember seeing that one because it, it, it kind of stands out and it's, it's Captain America, Steve Rogers, uh, embracing, uh, his, his, his girlfriend at the time, uh, which is Connie Ferrari. And the two of them have their heads close to each other, cheek to cheek, a la, like a fifties kind of, you know, movie or something like that. Right. And this, this could easily be in black and white, but interesting enough, it's, it's Captain America in his uniform, but he's got a half mask. So the other half shows Steve Rogers. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and she's got her, her manicured nails hand up on his chest and she's looking away. You know, even though cheek to cheek, she's she's looking away, kind of fretting a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So it totally right. has that fifties. Yeah. Well, it's that's also it's very reminiscent of a lot of the early Marvel romance comics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, got that yeah. whole feel going on. Yeah, and 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 then we have thought bubbles, Bob. So on Steve, he's he's thinking, 
now that Connie knows my secret, will she still love me? And Connie's thinking, oh, Steve, Cap, who's the real man I love? And and on top of that, you know, we've got uh, this Captain America logo, which is actually, uh, what, I think when Dan joined the book, he changed the logo from the one that um, uh, Ron Garney created for this series. And so it has this kind of like, uh, almost like a talicized Captain America. Um, and then we got a, a charging Captain America with his shield um, running and in the logo box and behind it is no longer a box, but it's a pink heart. It's a very romantic uh, composition. It is. It's yeah. a cool cover, right? Yeah. You would think it's a Valentine's issue. Yeah. You, right? Yeah. Yeah. You totally, but it, 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 you're right. It totally harkens back to the days of uh, Marvel's uh, romance comics. I'm, uh, not, I'm not ashamed to admit, Rick, I have a few of those. Oh yeah. Yeah. I and you, and those, you want to share? I had a few of those in my collection. I got, um, you know, the one I really wanted was, gosh, which is it? True Love uh, is it number three. I can't even remember, but it's the one with the with the Jim Steranko story in pencils. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really I really wanted that one. It was hard to find. I had to get it from Canada. But uh, but yeah, but I, I did track down a few of the early Marvel romance books and, and have those. Mm-hmm. That's, That's cool. My, yeah. Yeah. The only the only romance book comics that i have uh are the uh the x-rated ones oh yeah yeah of course yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) i don't i'm just kidding (laughs) um all right so the creators in this book we already mentioned that the writer and penciler was dan vergens uh the anchor was his longtime collaborator bob layton of Iron Man fame. The colorist is referred to as Avalon's Bart, but uh, I'm pretty sure that that's Bart Sears. Uh, so some of you may know Bart uh, from his, his penciling work. He's a very well-known um, comic book artist. Uh, the letterer, Todd Klein, and the editor is Bobby Chase. So Bob, before we get into the story, uh, because on the cover here, we have Connie Ferrer- Ferrari, I always think of, I, I, I was in my head because it's like, I'm reading these for the first time since I read them 21 years ago. Like, right. right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I always thought of her in her name being uh for Ferrara, but it's. Ferrara, yes. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. Connie Ferrara. It's, yeah. So I'm not the only one. No. And I, I don't know if it, maybe it was because back then Jose Ferrara was, uh, wasn't that, wasn't that the guy from RoboCop and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and his dad was, uh, I think it was, well, I guess it was Ferrar, right? Yeah, but I always thought it was Ferrara as well. Um, and so I'm like, Ferrari? Surely there was Yeah, a maybe because it just, you know, yeah, exactly, right? Because <laughs> Connie Ferrari has that, you know, symmetry to it. Like it has that, you know, the 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 that little rhyming to it. And I never really caught on to that, but I don't know. Right, I mean, yeah. w- w- listen, when I was reading the these back then, Gosh, I'm just back in 2001, Bob. I was, uh-huh. I was married, had a house. Uh-huh. I had my, I had my first, my first child. Uh, you know, I was deep, knee deep into my, my career. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. I was, I was in grad school 
Uh, I had been transferred to grad school. I was a, uh, I guess I was a major at the time, and I got sent to Monterey. It's where I met my uh, my bride. Actually, she was a grad student. The Navy had sent her there uh, right before nine uh, eleven. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I, you know, I do remember. Maybe we'll talk about this later. Uh, Connie Ferrari never really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it always seemed like a kind of a knockoff Bernie to me. Uh, a little bit because, you know, she, she was a, she is a defense attorney. So right. I don't know, you know, Bernie went to law school. She went down that path. Yeah. 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 Similar uh, look, you know, dark hair, you know. Yeah. Um, well, hey, listen, maybe Steve's got a type. Maybe. Yeah. You know? know. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Um, all right. So a little bit about Connie, right? So she was introduced in this, in this volume, right? She was, she was introduced. Um, she was created by, by Mark Wade and Andy Kubert um, back in issue 15. So she's been around like two and a half years at this point. Um, so, you know, she's, she's not a, you know, flash in the pan, right? I mean, you know, she's, she's been around for over two years as, as uh, a character in, in Steve's life. Um, however, and this is the key part, it wasn't until the end of the previous issue that she did not know that Steve Rogers and Captain America were one and the same. She was in love with Steve Rogers. And then she finds out at the end of 43 that he's Captain America. Now, the reason she finds out is because um, her brother, David Ferrari, is a bad guy, right? Uh, he's an ex-shield, ex-aim uh, bad guy who kind of, you know, he's trying to take over the world, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and those were stories that uh, I think Dan wrote and we'll, we'll kind of cover those next episode, but, um, so he, he brings her brother into justice and, you know, she's defending him and he's like, listen, you can trust me. And then he takes his mask off and reveals that he's Steve. So that's where the last episode left off. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, you know, there's sort of a cliffhanger at the end, right. Where she recognizes, uh, him and, uh, Shock, shock and awe, Rick. So, and that's where we pick up right yeah. here. So, we're going to go through uh, probably mostly panel by panel. It's just one issue. So, we've got the time. And I'm going to read the beginning, Bob, because uh, it's volume three and it's changed. And every time, you know, every once in a while, we like to read the, the very intro, right? It's motivational. Yeah. In 1940, as America prepared for war, a frail young man volunteered for an experiment that transformed him into the ultimate physical specimen, the American super soldier. Steve Rogers then battled the Nazis until a freak mishap placed him in suspended animation for decades. When he awakened, Rogers was a truly man out of time, though no less committed to fighting the evils of this perilous new era. Stan Lee presents Captain America. Now that's a nice intro, huh? I like yeah. that one. It was. Well done. And we are uh, opening up to a full splash page, which means it's just one panel. And it is Connie standing there uh, with her arms crossed to, uh, uh, across her chest, 
you know, like she's hugging herself and she's looking down. She's very sullen and behind her standing behind her over her is, is captain America. And he's got his hands open. Like he's trying to talk to her and explain. And she says, why didn't I see it? How could I have been so blind? Connie. And then we cut to the next page. Those beautiful eyes, your voice, your height, build, the way you carry yourself. It, it was all there, right in front of me. Please, you can alter your posture and mannerisms, change your vocal inflections, but I know you too well. You, you're, you're Steve Rogers. I did dating Captain freaking America, and I didn't even know it. We're in a police station, Connie. This isn't the place, especially when you're so upset. You're damn right I'm upset. And she pushes him away. When I think of all the chances you had to tell me, you said you loved me, but now I realize every moment we spent together was a lie. Those times you spoke of your fondness for old music or your appreciation for a simpler time. Why why didn't you tell me you were born 80 some years ago? For God's sake, you testified against one of my clients. But you didn't even bother to let me in on your little secret. And she's starting to tear up. And now you show up with my brother, a a man I I thought dead. How long have you known? And she punches him on the chest. Tell me, Steve, what other secrets do you have? What else haven't you told me? You liar. I, I thought I loved you. I don't, I don't know you at all. And she's crying and she pushes away from him. Please, let me explain. N- not here, though. That's a two-way mirror. There's no telling what's going on outside these walls. And so we cut to outside these walls. And there are these police officers that are walking in uh, with their eyes shaded by their police uniform caps. And they're walking past uh, the the sergeant on duty as he's kind of leaning back in his chair at the at the front desk. And and anyway, one of the guys says, "Evening, Hal. Busy night." Um, yeah. You know those fellas, Hal? Uh, must be the new transfers from uptown. I heard about. Anyway, so these guys, these three officers that walk in. They pull their pistols out of their holsters, Bob. And they all point them up into the air and they cock them. Ready? Move fast and shoot to kill. And we go back inside the room. Mercani and, and Cap are there. My heart is breaking. And all you care about is making sure no one overhears your precious secret? Look, I know this is hard for you. You don't know how many times I wanted to tell you about me about David, about everything. Even that blonde that always shows up, she knows, I can tell. Sharon, yes, but but that's history. So there was something. I I cannot deal with this. Believe me, I'm sorry. I would have eventually told you, but it, it isn't exactly easy to do. Knowing could put you in a lot of danger. All I ask is that you understand I'm committed to the idea of us as a couple. 
What if I'm not committed to being with a super cop, an Avenger? You're bigger than life, a legend. Can't we please move this discussion before we're interrupted? And then those three fake cops bust in. Now! And they point their guns at the two of them. And Cap jumps into action. Now, I'm going to say, Bob, this particular panel really looks like Dan here is doing his best homage to Jack Kirby. Because the way Cap is jumping and bending his body seems like a like a really Jack Kirby-esque pose, number one. Number two, then you see it from the the pistols point of view like there's these big close-ups of these pistols and they're very detailed as, as like a jack kirby would always like you know make these huge details on the guns and everything um i got that flavor there what what do you think yeah i think that's uh that's a good catch right and uh yeah no i think you're absolutely right uh i wouldn't have caught that though if you hadn't pointed it out so they start firing but cap jumps in the way and he puts his his shield up to uh, obviously protect. And then we get into an inner monologue. Over the years, I've sometimes wondered if Captain America's existence has come entirely at the expense of Steve Rogers. I work hard to keep their world separate, their lives distinct. Every now and then, that distance breaks down, but never like this. Their timing couldn't be worse. And Cap throws his shield and ricochets a, a few times and he knocks the different guards out. Every fear Connie might have in dating me, every potential bump in the road is on display. And then the shield ricochets back. There might be more coming, Connie. Get out while you can. And he elbows one of the cops in the face. But why? Why would the police shoot at you? They aren't police. And he takes the table and he pushes it over and pushes it against them. Knocks them down. They're imposters. Losers acting on their own. Or stooges working for someone else. He's at the west wall. Go to phase two. And then there's an explosion on the wall. A loud explosion. Oh, oh, The explosion comes from outside, which means they are not working alone. You Avengers have been one heck of a prickly burr under my saddle cap. And there's this, there's flying vessel, almost like a, looks like a spaceship, right? Hovering over the building. And as uh, Cap and Connie are falling out of the window and she yells, Steve, hang on, Connie. If that ship up there is here for the reason I suspect, it's not about to let us hit the street. And sure enough, these long metallic uh, tentacles, you know, a-, a la Dr. Octopus's tentacles, right, uh, come out of the ship and they start grabbing the two of them. Relax as much as you can, Connie. Let the cables grab you. Relax? Are you, are you kidding me? And then we hear the voice from the spaceship again. Problem is, I always fought you guys as a group. That's why I've decided to pick you off one by one. Have to time this perfectly. And he throws his shield 
and he cuts the cable as Connie's uh, not too far from the ground. Got it. And the cable slowed her fall enough that she'll get to the street safely. Clever. Can't say I really wanted the little bird anyway. What's the matter, Cap? Cable's too strong to break. And it's being he's being pulled into the ship, Bob. You're mine, pal. Get ready to enjoy the ride. Whoa. Bet you want that star-spangled frisbee. Probably figure you can cut yourself free. One more second, and he's reaching for the ricocheting shield coming back to his hand. But the door closes too soon. Ah, too bad. This train's going to roll without your toy. And it ricochets off the the the, uh, the door, making a noise, Bob. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> I think you're too close. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> Your mic sucks. Spang. That's better. Nice. There we go. <laughs> and Cap's like, my shield. And then next page, the shield lands just a few feet away from Connie, who's standing on the sidewalk. And it goes, tang. Tang! <laughs> oh my God, his shield. That leaves Captain America weaponless. Captain America. And she's staring into the center of the shield. Steve Rogers. I, I, I can't believe this. So heavy. I don't think I could throw it three feet. Yet Cap Steve tosses it around like a, a pillow. Like it's part of him. I I can't just leave it here, but I can't go to the police either. Not with what just happened. So many lies. I, I don't know who to trust. And she picks up the shield and she walks away in the dark. I feel so guilty, unworthy of even touching the shield. Steve needs it. And the only reason I have it is because he used it to save me. Everyone knows that when we're at the brink, when America faces the ultimate test, Cap will be there. That if there's one man who can pull victory from the ashes of defeat, it's him. I imagine him now, alone, shieldless, pro- probably being tortured by the maniacs who grabbed him and realize that if not for me, he'd be fine. And so we see this, this uh, big page of cap being held up against like this mechanical wall with all these tentacles it's really uh it's really detailed bob it sure is yeah even his fingers are held uh by these cables yeah each one of his fingers is it's in a it's in its own little socket yeah like like you know like he's the mandarin i don't know i mean like what's he gonna do i it's a little overkill. I'll say one thing for you do-gooders. You're a tenacious bunch. You've taken out so many of my training bases lately that you can keep cutting into my action. And the ship goes into uh, this warehouse 
And there's a little sign that says, this area is closed due to construction. No one will check that out, Bob. That's a, that's a guarantee right there. Yeah. You see, I make one heck of a chunk, a change, training mercs. I take louts, zeros, and absolute losers from the soup line and turn them into monster fighting killing machines. Then I hire them out to whoever has the bucks to pay the price. And he's let out of the of the uh, of the spaceship, and the tentacles release him. And Steve says, "You, yeah, me, a working man, just trying to pay the rent." Whoa, low bridge. And he throws a shield at Cap, and he has to duck. And then it ricochets; it comes back to his hand, and we get to see. Who it is, Bob? Uh, Who is it? It's the Taskmaster. It's a good living, and I ain't about to let you take it away. Taskmaster, I thought you didn't like getting your hands dirty. Yeah, normally I'd set up a crew to bust your chops. The Avengers raids have cost me my best and brightest. When they hired help can't make the grade, the boss has to work the cash register. And what we see here is one big splash panel. Very cool. And it's the big reveal, right? It's the Taskmaster standing over a Captain America without his shield. You want to describe Taskmaster to, to those who maybe not be familiar, Bob? Uh, you know, it's got so much going on here, Rick. I mean, he sort of has the Moon Knight cowl and cape, mm-hmm. right? And otherwise, his, his uniform is, is largely, you know, black and skin tight. I think they call that a, is that a loincloth? What is that? That sort of white <laughs> loin covering, right? I don't With know. A, it's, it's, a, it's, the, it's the superhero thing where they wear their underwear outside their pants. There you go. That's it. And yeah, and he's got, of course, the utility belt with lots of pouches because, you know, I'm a pouch guy. I love pouches. Right. His his logo is that uh, you know, which matches his shield, of course, his belt buckle and his shield uh, is the round uh, gold emblem with the is that a is that a gold T? It, it almost looks like a T, but I, I'm never quite sure if that's a T on his shield and on his. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is that a T? It's sort of a yeah. stylized T, but it's uh and he's got, uh, you know, he's got an, he's got the bow and arrow, of course. Uh, he's got uh, golden gauntlets, golden buccaneer boots that are very similar to caps. Um, and the cavalier boots, Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell from this angle, right? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It could be, could be cavalier, buccaneer, um, privateer boots. I'm not sure. It's one of the three for sure. Mm. Obviously, uh, and then of course his face is very skeletal, like right with with these golden orb-like eyes. Mm -hmm. Did you mention his sword? I did not mention the sword. That's a good catch, yeah. And he's got a a sword and a scabbard. Yes. So he's he's got all kinds of weapons. Um, And and his his superpower, if you will, is he just a normal human being uh, as far as physicality, but he has the ability... uh, You've heard of uh, people with... um, photographic memory bob i have he has photographic fighting skills so if he watches somebody like a captain america he can then throw his shield just as good as captain america so you're saying he's got photographic muscle memory sure 
Yeah, let's go with that. Nice. Yeah. And so if he sees Hawkeye with his bow and arrow, he's just as good as Hawkeye. If he sees the swordsman with his sword, he's just as good as the swordsman. Any kind of, uh, you know, hand-to-hand fighting, he is just as good as that hand-to-hand combatant. So he, uh, and, and he, like he said, he trains other mercs, right? Because he's, he's that good. Um, and he prefers not to, to get his hands dirty. But as he said here, when the hired help can't make the grade, the boss has to work the cash register. And this cheeses me off something fierce. Should have known it come to this. Any Joe who can take on a battalion of Nazis is probably going to trash my guys anyway. And he fires an arrow at him, which explodes. And Cap jumps away from the explosion. Same thing's going to happen to you, Taskmaster. You know you can't handle me. Hello? Where's your shock arrow? Or sword? Or pistol, for that matter? You got nothing, Cap. Not even your shield. Cap's running away. But he's cocking his bow and arrow at Cap. And just then we cut to the next page and Connie is staring at Cap's shield on a chair in her living room. And she says, Billy Joel can't play a concert without his piano. Mark McGuire can't jack one out of the park without his bat. How can Captain America function without his shield? That's a very good question, right? So Cap runs over to where the tentacles were coming out of the spaceship. And he grabs him as if he's going to, you know, use those. Looking to use that as a weapon? My concussion arrow says otherwise. And he fires an arrow at the tentacles and they blow up. And Cap gets hit in the blast and falls backwards. Is this, is this what daily life is for Steve? A constant battle against one threat after another? Each one of them a, a lunatic hoping to go down in history as the man who killed an American legend? Suddenly, his habit of being late or not showing up at all makes sense. And I I feel petty for ever having made it an issue. How do you question a hero? How can you ever get mad at a man who stands you up, not because he's going off and having a beer with the guys, but because he's saving lives or, or countries or, or planets? And, and during this monologue of Connie, um, we see a battle going back and forth between a defenseless Cap and Taskmaster, who has all these weapons. The truth about a man like that is evident and undeniable. Now that, Bob, that's spoken like an attorney right there. That's it. She's she's making her case. Yeah. I don't know who she is. She making it to herself? I, I think, think she, she is. Be. Yeah, I think she's trying to convince herself. A man like Steve Rogers, Captain America, a man totally and completely dedicated to the well-being of others, can only have one priority, and it isn't, can't ever be me. There will never truly be an us. It's impossible. As much as I want a Captain America in the world, a warrior willing to fight on my behalf, I can't be a burden to a man who's constantly pursuing a normal life, destiny, 
will forever deny him. I, I can't be in a relationship where my needs are always secondary. For the good of us both, there's only one solution. And that's a, a nice panel there where we have in one panel a fight scene between Taskmaster and Steve. Uh, there's three different kind of actions going on. Um, and each one, it looks like Taskmaster is getting the best of Steve by punching him and kicking him and knocking him. But at the same time, Connie is holding the shield and she's looking very sullen. Yeah. And just then, and by the way, they're outside this whole time and it's nighttime and, and they're on top of a bridge that was right next to the factory where the this the UFO landed. And Taskmaster has Cap by the throat with one hand and a sword in the other. They say you're the perfect fighting machine, Capster. Seems to me a man who knows your every move before you do is better. And he's holding Cap from behind. And it looks like he's about to put the sword in his back. Your shift is over, Blue. Time to punch the clock. Maybe not, Taskmaster. Not when there's one trick you've never seen. One I almost forgot. And then we cut to the next page. And his hand's glowing, Bob. Right? We cut to the next page. And what's coming out of his out of his wrist, out of his glove? The ever-famous popular photon shield. What is the photon shield, Bob? So if, if I wasn't familiar with the photon shield, what is that? It is. It's 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 a it's a, a glowing uh, light based shield that pops out of a uh, a little a little uh, accoutrement, right? A uniform appliance that is in Cap's gauntlet, right? Absolutely, given to him by uh, oh, uh, by Tony Stark at that point, right? Wasn't it? Was it Stark? No, was it a shield? It was a shield gift. Yeah. Yeah, a shield gift back in the uh, back in the Wade run, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was during Wade's Wade's run. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he um, his shield was destroyed, so shield made him this this photon shield, which is like an energy shield that pops out of his glove. Was it what was it when he became uh, the man without a country? May have been. Yeah. 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 And uh, he went overseas uh, at that point. Yeah, the man out of the country. We covered that. Uh, I want to say it was in two parts. Uh, we covered that in episode 38 and 40, which was a really, really good story uh, by Mark Wade and Ron Garney. So check that out. But yeah, here he is on the next page. And he, and he has the, the photon shield and he just smacks the, uh, the taskmaster. And, and Taskmaster is like, what the? A friend gave me this when I lost my shield for a time. In technical terms, it's a limited range photon accelerator. Practical terms, it's your downfall. And he nails with a right cross Taskmaster in the face. But he pulls out a pistol. Sounds spiffy, but I bet it can't stop a neural dart. And just then... Cap 
backhands him with the shield. Stay away from Vegas, Taskmaster. You're a lousy gambler. And he nails him, and he and he and he knocks him back off the bridge to fall into the water. But Taskmaster grabs Cap's wrist. I ain't going alone, Blue. And they go falling in, and and they're falling several stories into the to the river. Idiot! We could both splash. The impact separates us. Finding Taskmaster in this black muck is impossible. Much as I want him, I can't say I'm disappointed. Not when I'd rather see Connie. And Cap comes out of the water gasping for air. And then we catch catch him next, and he's in his civvies, and he's running to Connie's apartment. He's, he's actually in her apartment uh, building at this point, running towards her door. It seemed to take hours, but I'm at her place within minutes. And he comes in the door, Bob, and we see Cap's shield just sitting on the table in a dark room with no Connie. Connie, are you okay? Connie? And he sees, what does he see on top of the shield, Bob, in the star just sitting there? It looks like a small uh, folded up note, Rick. What to say on it? It says, uh, Steve. That can't be good. And Cap looks at the envelope. I don't have to open it. Don't have to read it to know what it is. I saw too many guys get Dear John letters in the war. Next page, Steve sitting in a chair. And he's leaning forward with his elbows on his knees. And he's got the page with the shadow, Bob. Shadow covers up most of the room, but there's some light coming in from a window on him. But there's a lot of shadow on his body and shadow on his face. And I think Dan does an excellent job here of kind of painting the mood with that shadow. And the shield sitting up against the chair. And all we see is Steve leaning forward staring at the letter and then the next panel we pull back and we're at outside the apartment looking in the window of steve in that same pose and then we pull back further and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller connie's gone and she's never coming back the and wow so there you know there's a couple things here rick one of them is um you know i go back to that uh the beginning of of the issue in the police station you know it's just personal experience and there's a lot of things (laughs) wait a minute uh how much personal experience (laughs) do you have in a police station well i'm just saying there's look right there there, uh, look there's a lot of things that you can learn from steve rogers and from captain america a lot of lessons learned, things that you want to take away, things you want to emulate. But one of the things you don't want to do when you're arguing with a woman is say, let's, let's talk about this later when you're not so upset. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's, you don't want to do that. Don't, don't do that. So that's number one. Let's, let's talk about this when you're being more reasonable. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're being hysterical. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, but no, I, you know, in all seriousness, you know, this is, you know, it's always painful to see this. Right. And I think, Mm -hmm. I do think this is why in, in the cinematic side of the Marvel universe, why that final scene in Endgame resonated uh, with so many people Mm. when Cap went back in time and had his life with Peggy. Yeah. Uh, with, with Peggy Carter, because, you know, in the comics, we see time and time and time again, um, things fall apart and he never gets that right. It, it never works out for him very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just an example of, you know, the two things they, they're just they're incommensurate. Right. Steve Rogers being Captain America is incommensurate with the sort of honest, open, safe relationship with with a partner a life partner it's just it's Mm -hmm. not possible uh and you know i think dan did a really great job through connie's voice making that case and arguing uh, as as a lawyer because she's a lawyer you know Mm -hmm. using the evidence which is evident right in front of us because we're watching his his showdown with taskmaster who who i love by the way and i think Mm -hmm. is often underutilized and and uh under what bob underutilized no i say again bob underused thank you (laughs) oh i just stepped on one of rick's nerves so So, you know but i mean i think it was just very very well done it's a very well written uh you know encapsulated story in one issue and they didn't drag it out it's it's done it's just done very very well and i think i really like this i think it ended much you know obviously it was longer than the farewell to bernie um but but i think you know it 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 talked about why explained it very well. And it's painful, painful to read. Yeah. I think you summarized it very well, Bob. I I would add to that. The, I almost felt like Dan had a mission when he did this issue, right? Like he wanted, he inherited Connie Ferrari Uh and he wanted (laughs) to get rid of Connie Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. And rightfully so. Right. Right. Like he, like he dealt with her, for 20 issues, you know, and uh, now it was time to go on. And he, as the writer, painted his case, right? Like he spent this entire issue explaining why Captain America cannot have a romantic relationship, why Steve Rogers often gets the shaft when it comes to the, you know, the two lives that he tries to live. And yeah. And that it's impossible for for Cap to have a personal life. Yeah. Uh, I, I I personally don't like that. I right, right because yeah. I'm a Steve Rogers fan. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I think many of our listeners are Steve Rogers fans, and you know, some people love Cap more than they love Steve Rogers, right? Because you know they like the uniform, the shield's cool, whatever. You know, but I, I it's the character of Steve Rogers, right? I want him to have a personal life i want him to have friends i want him to have a relationship um so i think that's maybe one of the questions i'm going to ask dan next Mm -hmm. next episode is what was the impetus behind this ending of the relationship with connie ferrari was it that he personally didn't like connie uh was it to create more drama was it to uh you know focus more on captain america rather than steve rogers um because then you know i think it was what issue 49 and 50 he does 
get a little bit back into bringing Sharon back. You know, was he a fan of Sharon and wanted Sharon back in, in, in the life? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I, I, I would love to hear Dan's answer. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful observation. I do think, uh, you know, tap Steve, it, it, it's a pendulum, right? I mean, it, it seems to swing back and forth just when like, you know, we're starting to, you know, he's spending a lot of time on Steve's personal life, his career, his love life. Uh, an author comes along and, and puts an end to that, right? It's so mm-hmm. that the book can focus on Captain America. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it seems to, you know, it comes back and forth uh, periodically throughout the uh, throughout the, the, the series and the different writers. So this might have been one of those times where, as you said, he, he's trying to bring the story back to Cap. Uh, and eventually it will swing back the other way again. Yeah, we'll have to see. Well, uh, I think that's a, a good question for Dan. Uh, we have a lot of questions for Dan, so that'll be fun having him on next episode. Uh, so, Bob, uh, time to get into favorite panel, favorite uh, what you think is T-shirt worthy, and then uh, what we what are we going to put into the time capsule? All right, what are we doing first? I, I think you go first because I think – Last episode, uh, we had Jason Olson on the show. I think we let Jason go first. So, we did. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think we'll we'll say it's your turn. You go first. Uh, what is your favorite panel from from this uh, issue? Uh, you know, I think I, you know, I'm going to go with that, that wonderful, I think it was what a three quarter uh, splash that had that three uh, action, three movement action sequence between Taskmaster and, and, uh, and Cap with, uh-huh. with Connie in the lower uh, left-hand corner of the panel. You suck. <laughs> was that, was that what you were going to say? Uh, 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 maybe. Oh, you know, I'm a sucker for seeing multiple caps in a panel. Well, you are. That is true. That is true. That's all right. That's fine. I get it. That was a, that was a good, good choice on your end. Huh. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things about that pen. I mean, I like the action sequence, but I I love the fact that it's superimposed over uh Connie and the shield in that corner. I think that's mm-hmm. a touch that we, you know, that, yeah. uh, that adds some depth and layering to that panel that you don't often see. Right. Yeah, because it, it essentially it was Connie's story on that page, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. telling the monologue and it's just the fact that Cap and Taskmaster are fighting. I I <laughs> You know, it's almost like the way Dan's doing this is the same. Like, remember when we talked to J.M. DeMatteis, uh, you know, back in, in episode um, 13, he said, you know, whatever you as a writer, it always comes back to two people punching each other in the face. Like, you could have a story about a b or c and these huge issues and whatever but it always comes down to two guys punching each other in the face it's almost like dan in that panel was like all right this is connie having this monologue about why she's making this decision about a relationship with steve and and at the same time talking about why steve can't have a relationship and probably steve doesn't even know that um Oh, and, and by the way, during all this, we'll have two guys punching each other in the face. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, so yeah. 
anyway, that that might be a, a question yeah. for Dan. Um, all right, I, I'll pivot. I'm going to pivot here. All right, that was mine. You stole it. I'm going to go with the last page. Ooh, the last page. Right. I'm going to go with the second panel because again, this is favorite panel, not favorite page. Um, I'm going to go with the second panel, which is you know Cap sitting there, uh, leaning forward with his elbows on his knees, reading the letter, and the second panel is basically outside the apartment looking through the window. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a, a cool, you're like peeking in on somebody's story, right? It's like, it, it's, it's no longer like in your face. It's almost like you're looking in on somebody through the window yeah. and then, and you see this dramatic pose and dramatic thing that's happened because think of think of being a cap fan at that time right you just had the last two two plus years of this relationship between steve and connie and it's over and maybe you had an investment interest in connie maybe you you like connie you know i mean i remember we did a poll in the facebook group and mm-hmm. there we'd had like you know your favorite love interest of captain america of all time I mean, you know it was like is it sharon carter is it bernie rosenthal is it diamondback connie ferrari was one of them and so some people voted for connie yeah probably because they were emotionally invested during this time so yeah. here you are in this second panel looking in and, it, and there's some heaviness there yeah so that's yeah there you go i pivoted what do you think i think that's a great choice you know I, that whole page is 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 a wonderful wonderful uh uh exposition right because uh it it it, it does exactly what you said it does but you know as 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 each panel pulls out further and further and further until you get the whole skyline, you, you get that darkness, you get that somber uh, sense, but you also, you get a sense of Steve's loneliness. Yes. Alone, one guy in the city. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and this is, this is his lot in life. Yep. Yep. Very well put. All right. So next one is what is t-shirt worthy from this episode? Uh, this issue uh i'm gonna go with page 13 Ooh, page 13 page 13 is the revelation of taskmaster so it's 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 taskmaster with his shield with his bow you know in all his glory standing over a defenseless cap one huge panel um and you know i think it's even fun having the the the, um the uh the speech bubbles on the t-shirt too, because I like when he says, when the hired help can't make the grade, the boss has to work the cash register. So I like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's got some good writing. He's got some good dialogue in this particular issue. Yeah. I think that's a great choice. I'm going to go with the cover, Rick. I am going with the cover on this issue. I want that on a t-shirt. I love the true romance flavor Uh. to it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, you can put anything in those, those, uh, those thought bubbles, as far as I'm concerned, you can have a lot of fun with those. Um, mm-hmm. but I like that. I, I wear that. All right. So, all right, that's fine. I'm going with the cover for the time capsule. Okay? Nice. Okay. All uh, right. For many reasons. Uh, one is it is the last one with the comics code authority on it. So that's it. That. That right there is is you you know it's a time period, right? Okay. And Bob, 
with the thought and, and the cover with the thought bubbles, right? Like, you know, Steve's thinking one thing, Connie's thinking of another thing. This is the very last Captain America issue ever to have thought bubbles on the cover. At least at least for regular cover. I can't speak for variants and all that kind of stuff. But as far as a regular cover, the last 21 years, there has not been a thought bubble on the cover. There have been a couple of uh, speaking balloons, not much. There was there was three in volume seven, you know, the Rick Remender series. There were three times there was uh, someone speaking on the cover. And then there was one time during the uh, Hydro Cap series. Okay. But, but other than those four times, there has not been anything on the cover as far as, you know, a word balloon or a thought balloon. But this is the last time a thought balloon. So I think that is time worthy too, as well as the, the Comic Code Authority. So that's why I'm picking that for the time capsule. Folks, that's the sort of research that, uh, that you pay for. Right there. <laughs> so you are getting your money's worth tonight, listeners. Mm. Right? So you know the I easy... literally I literally went into the <laughs> I know you did my my, my own yeah. back issues and I went through every single cover. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I went yeah. through every cover to look and just to verify that. He did, he did, folks. While I was having dinner, that's what Rick was doing. So <laughs> while so... you were spending time with your family, yes. I was like, excuse me, kids, I got something else better to do. <laughs> So, you know, the easy choice for me would be the panel that mentions Billy Joel and Mark yes. Flyer, right? Yes. But I'm not going there, Rick. I am going, I'm going with the Dear John letter, or in this case, the Dear Steve letter. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because uh, although it's not specific to this particular time, it wasn't long after this, I suspect, that people started doing away with dear john letters and instead shifting to dear john texts <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right so i think these days you'd be hard pressed to find anybody uh of the current generation who has received a dear john written letter mm-hmm. right breakups yeah. just don't happen that way anymore so for that reason i am putting that in the time capsule very nice bob I, I I like your choice. Excellent choice. Um, okay. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, and it is the last episode of Double Digits, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's hard to believe, Bob. We're, we're going into episode 100. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that episode next. Not Like I said, not only do we have a special guest with Dan Jurgens coming on to talk with us, but we're going to have a couple of other surprises. We have some people calling in some fun stuff. So come back next episode for episode 100, Bob. Amazing. I don't feel a day over episode 75. <laughs> All right, Bob. Well, as always, it has been a blast wrapping cap with you. I can't wait till next week. All right. Well, he's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbanis, and you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. I'm trying to remember the voice I'm going to do for him. 
I think you should do it really nasally. No. <laughs> People wouldn't expect that. <clears throat> you have edges have been one heck of a prickly burr <laughs> under my saddle cap. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>